grace, unmerited, and undeserved. And we can reach out and touch others only if the Holy Spirit is living and active within us. Without the Holy Spirit, we're completely wandering in darkness. And then the other temptation to which we sometimes tend is a sort of pessimism. That is a sin, too, in its own way. The pessimist feels she has nothing to offer the church as a whole. She might think of herself as shy and insecure. She doubts that she has anything worthwhile to offer to the Christian community. But again, remember that it's not anything in ourselves and of ourselves that makes us an effective Christian, but rather the Holy Spirit working in us. Personality is a blessing to be sure. I mean, it's great if you're outgoing and vivacious and scintillating cocktail parties. But the Holy Spirit works through who we are. God does not obliterate our personality. Instead, our personality mediates God. God only asks that we be open to His wisdom. He illuminates our mind. He fortifies our will. With Him, when you are weak, you are strong. The Holy Spirit gives you what St. Paul calls the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. And what more could you need? Whatever your imperfections, whatever your infirmities, it is the Holy Spirit that makes you a channel of His peace. And it is He who changes your water into wine. And this leads directly to Paul's third truth. The gifts of the Spirit are given to us for others, for the common good, for the enrichment of the whole community, for ministering and serving your neighbor. It sounds trite, but it's true God blesses us so that we might in turn bless others. Let me give you a little illustration of this. When a priest celebrates Mass, the flesh and blood of Christ should be nourishing. When he preaches, he ought to live by what he proclaims. But the Eucharist is not the priest's private banquet, and the sermon is not a soliloquy. Celebrating the Eucharist, preaching the sermon are done for the whole community. And the same holds true for you. No Christian is an island. The word individual Christian is an oxymoron. And wherever God has put you, whether it be school, or the courtroom, or the office, or the lab, or a house, wherever you are, nearby, or in a distance, there are other people there. And the Holy Spirit makes you what you are to help your fellow men and women become what they ought to be. This applies not only in the church, it applies in the world as a whole. From this comfortable and friendly liturgy, you walk out into a world that is very often smoldering with hate and dissension, where fear and loneliness and despair are as common as dirt. God has made you the unique person you are, has given you 
gifts for yourself in order that you might touch your gifts to others, to make the lives of others more endurable, more human, more Christian. To each is given a manifestation for the common good. The question then becomes, what are you doing with the gifts that God has given you?